0: Hi, this is uh, Alan Porter
1: and Gillian J. Porter.
0: Oh, you put the J in, you're being posh.
1: I am, I'm being very fancy today.
0: Oh, sorry. Okay, it's Alan Alan J. Porter and Gillian J. Porter, authors, co-authors of the James Bond Lexicon, and obviously you know us from the Honour Majesty's Secret Podcast Network. Um, And at uh, the insistence, should I say, no, nice request from our network founder, um, Van Allen Plexico, Uh, we thought we'd get together and give our joint first thoughts about No Time to Die. As we went to see it together, not once but twice over a two-day period. So uh, let's let's talk a bit first, uh, Jill. What what were your sort of expectations going into No Time to Die? What were you sort of thinking of, hoping to see anything like that?
1: Well, I was trying very hard not to have too many expectations um, after a rewatch of the movies and feeling that Quantum was better than i remembered and spectre wasn't quite as horrible as i remembered i had higher expectations but i was trying to keep them on the down low because you never know what what you're going to see how about you
0: yeah as jill mentioned we'd actually just just so pretty much i think from july through to like two days before no time to Die opened we'd rewatched. Pretty much all the Bond movies, starting with Doctor No, all the way through. We'd skipped a couple that we'd already watched in the last two or three months, but uh, pretty much watched all 24 leading into it. Um, and I will say I was actually pleasantly surprised, as Jill mentioned, that Spectre wasn't as bad as I th- sort of remembered it. Still not my favourite by a long stretch. but uh, uh, And I think it helped us reevaluate sort of the, the whole franchise as a whole. So uh, I think at some point we'll probably do a, a, a re-ranking of uh, our Bond movies across the franchise um but i think it set us up for no time to die well i didn't have any real hopes or expectations uh, Being generally disappointed in um the daniel craig ones that's no secret for anybody who's listened to our um previous reviews that i've done with van um but i was just hoping for a good enjoyable james bond movie so what did what did you think coming out
1: i liked it i enjoyed it i thought it was a good solid movie um Not too sure whether it's a true Bond movie, um, as I don't think any of the Daniel Craig ones have been straight. What you would consider, what I would consider anyway, a true Bond movie. But I thought it was good. I thought it was solid. The acting was excellent. The action scenes were great. Yeah, I liked it.
0: Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I I think neither of us was expecting the emotional level of this movie. Um, It was a bit of a an emotional gut punch i think um it was very dusty in the movie towards the end because i was, I was gonna just gonna say yeah. <laughs> we were both getting a lot of dust in our eyes and having to wipe our eyes at the end there um so uh, yeah I, I don't think we were expecting that um i thought it was uh, it was a good movie um like jill says i'm not sure it was a great bond movie but it was a good movie um and uh, a sort of deeper, more emotional movie than I was expecting um, And we'll probably get a bit more into that When we sort of get into a post-spoiler section But at the moment we're trying to keep things fairly spoiler free um, But Joe, you just mentioned You didn't think it sort of was a great It, it was an ideal Bond movie How do you think it sort of rates, rates with sort of that formula That we're, we've become used to Especially having just rewatched the previous 24 movies
1: I think it was what I expected of a Daniel Craig movie. Um, but, I see, that's a difficult one. I, I liked it as a movie, as a Bond movie. It would have to be pretty low, may, maybe above the Roger Moore ones. But um, I, just, I just really want a straightforward hero goes out to save the world, hero saves the world with maybe the help of some of his friends and some tech and some great scenes and I don't think we got that this time round.
0: No, I think we're both fairly traditionalist here in the James Bond lexicon office. Or actually, to be strictly accurate, the James Bond lexicon kitchen, which is where <laughs> we're actually recording this. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think we're both that. So I, I, I've looked on the Daniel Craig uh, movies sort of more of as an alternate universe Bond, if you like, in terms of the sort of the MCU. This is the, the what if series, a Bond um, is, is The Daniel Craig movies, they're they're sort of a self-contained five-story arc. Um, I think the interesting thing about this one is it sort of leaves Skyfall really hanging out on its own because Quantum of Solace was clearly a direct sequel to Casino so you've got Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace telling the beginning of the story um, you know, this is definitely the the end of the story and leads directly on from Spectre. So you've got those two at the end, Spectre and, and No Time to Die, which sort of leaves Skyfall sort of sitting in the middle somewhere, not really defi- well defined as to where it fits within that five uh, five um, movie story arc. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting. Um, I think it was. So let's talk about. What do we think of this as a closer of that Daniel Craig era? However, we want to look at it. Do you think it was a good good way to end Daniel Craig's tenure? Yes. Okay, we're not getting any more than that. All right, we'll go. No, with... I
1: think no. I so I, I think I think it really was. I think it it rounded it out very nicely. Um, a bit more character development each movie, and especially in this one, um, I think it was a nice finale for him.
0: Yeah, I, me too. Um, anybody who's heard me on the other podcast talk about the Daniel Craig movies, the one thing that really sort of grates with me, or is the fact that I know Daniel Craig's a really great actor and I love him in lots of other things, but he would never really work for me as Bond. In this one, he got to act uh, and he got to act really well. Um, so I think, he it, yeah, it, it was a really tour de force from him in, in terms of acting, um, in terms of taking his version of Bond through to its—you could say—it's logical. Um, end so yeah um, I think it was a good way of I think it will for me these will will be sort of a standalone to one side of the general Bond universe type stories Um, but as a self contained five story arc it seemed to work particularly as they didn't actually even think of it as being a continuing story arc until halfway through and then tried to sort of pull it all together and I think actually this one did it a lot better where the other ones failed Um, and I want to pick up on something that Van said in his um, immediate reactions um that he put out he summarized what i felt but i didn't know i felt it when we left the audience when we left the theater the first time which was a little sense of anger that if they could do this one re- so well and it was so well written and directed and casino royale was so well done what happened to the three in the middle um i think quantum is underappreciated and is actually a much better movie than most people think it is um But certainly when you look at the two Sam Mendes movies, uh, from my point of view, um, yes, they were very pretty um, and nice looking movies. But logically, story-wise, script-wise, they just didn't stand up to either Casino Royale or this, which makes me wonder what sort of happened in the middle there. Because it's the same script writers on all five movies. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I came out a little bit disappointed, but not disappointed at this movie, disappointed at what had happened immediately beforehand if that makes sense
1: yeah I would, ag- I would agree with that i very much agree that it made you think why couldn't they do this if they can do it in one movie why couldn't they have done it in the previous ones too to just make his tenure that much more successful
0: yeah i mean obviously box office wise is overall it's been a very successful tenure but um i don't know For me it just wasn't the bond character um and i think they could have done that so just before we get into spoilers, just I think you mentioned a couple of things that you really like, but just generally, good bits, general, non-spoilery things that you liked?
1: Um, I liked the fact it had a little bit of humour, a bit more humour than the others, which made everybody seem a bit more human because we've all got that ability to make inappropriate jokes at hard moments. And I, and I liked the fact that they actually allowed, especially to, you know Daniel Craig, to have a little bit of a sense of humour in this one um what else like the stunts the motorbike work was just stunning and i'd quite happily watch that stunt again and again
0: so can i go out and buy a triumph scrambler no oh okay um that was worth a try <laughs> okay um for me the good bits yeah i, I liked a, a lot of the action stuff however i will say i, I thought some thought them were a little bit too long i think they could have shaved 10 15 minutes out of the movie by taking a few minutes out of each of the action scenes and i don't think it would have really damaged it too much um I, t- to Jill's point on the human thing, one of the things I liked was the dialogue. There, there was actual real conversations in this movie, rather than just exposition and forced witticism. There was yeah. actually real human dialogue. Um, Definitely. So I, I liked that. Um, so in terms of the not so good bits for me, I think I just mentioned. I think the runtime's a little too long. I think it could have been a bit tighter, um, particularly when uh, having rewatched Goldeneye not too long ago you know Goldeneye, like every line of dialogue counts every scene counts every moment counts and i think in this there was some that didn't necessarily um you, you could have been tightened up a little bit that's just my personal opinion um but uh you know other than that i i was really just blown away by how much i enjoyed it
1: yeah me too me too and i don't agree on the running time i think i thoroughly enjoyed all of it so
0: okay all right so let, let's let's Van, you can put in your uh, spoiler warnings here. Okay, so let's move on to some of them the more specific things. So let's pick up on what we just talked about, the good bits, but this time things that very specific, sort of spoilery good bits. What what did you what were the particular things that you thought were really good within
1: Well, I'm gonna mess up her name. But Anna de Arma, Ama? Um Paloma. Paloma. <laughs> um she managed to be awesome cute as a button and deadly. I thought she was amazing. Um, kind of wished we'd seen a little bit more of her, but at the same time, left you wanting more, which is never a bad thing. Um, the the bike trick where he goes up the, up the steps and across the wall and into the plaza, that was pretty spectacular for me. Um, I don't know, just the, the whole tone of the movie, I thought, was just... I felt I was going at a breakneck speed. I know you didn't feel it at times, but I just felt that it, it kept going. Um, how about you?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the action scenes were really good. I think they started out really strong. I think the, the, the opening sequence, unfortunately, we'd seen a lot of the opening sequence in the trailers, but you hadn't watched the trailers as much as I had. So. No. um So we'd seen a lot of that opening sequence already, but I think that was probably the strongest action scene. Um and I think the action scenes got slightly weaker as they went along and dragged a little bit longer as they went along. But overall, I think they were great, uh, particularly the vehicle ones. I love the one in the forest, um, you know, just using things like a log to tip over the, the Range Rover. And, you yeah, know, that was good. That you was know, good. For, forcing one up the uh, up the cliff edge and just using the vehicle itself as a weapon rather than it being a tricked out, you know. Um, I'm sure the sales of Toyota, um, whatever that was, Land Cruisers will probably increase Um, so yeah I I thought most of the the stunts were really well done particularly the vehicle ones Um, some of the fight scenes were were, were pretty well done too Um, the Paloma character I thought was was good Um, I think she was used just enough I've seen quite a few people like you said saying oh I wanted more but I think it was a question of less is more she came in she did her stuff and that was the end of it and I think that was
1: and that made a nice change it
0: did yeah it didn't didn't to be honest yeah um um I liked Lashana Lynch as as Nomi, um, but I'm going to go a little down on that. Um, The more I think about it, um, she never really convinced me she was a double O. I think she was a good character. I think she had great chemistry. I loved the dialogue. I think it was very well acted. But there was no point where she did something that was so cool. I was like, yes, she's a double O.
1: You're right. You're right. And I will say the one thing about her, as much as she was good, I hated the way she wore her glasses. I found that really annoying and distracting.
0: Yeah, I think it was meant to be cool, but you're right.
1: Yeah, no, I found that annoying. Um, I think she was underused.
0: Yeah, I think she was underused. Uh, and like I said, I don't think there was anything in there that made me go, wow, yes, right. she, she yeah. deserves to be a double o. Um, I, I, liked, um, I liked the way the the scooby gang as i call them sort of interacted um i hated that inspector i didn't think it worked inspector here i think it really worked i think the relationships worked particularly with q and money penny and M. Um, I um i just loved that interaction um and particularly when M realized that it basically q and money penny were working with bond off the books to do things uh Tanner i thought was good i think they all worked That that little gang worked together well here in support of Bond instead of taking over from Bond, which is pretty much what happened in Spectre. And I'll get off my Spectre soapbox. Um, I will say the one thing that this movie did is actually make me appreciate some of the lines in Spectre more and understand some of the stuff in Spectre more. Yes, Um, I'd agree with that. So I I think it worked from that point of view. Um, Anything that was sort of stood out to you as like not so good specifically, spoiler wise?
1: Spoiler wise. um, Cyclops. He had no personality. I would have liked him to have had a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I was a little confused uh, the first time we saw it as to why he survived the the Spectre party when he was a member of Spectre. Seeing it the second time, I realized that they deliberately saved him so they could recruit him to Safin's group, but it didn't really come across as to why and what was so special about him that they would do that.
1: No, and it it made me wonder, is there like a... A LinkedIn for hired henchmen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, how, how, how did they hire him and how, how did they know that he was good and that they needed him?
0: Yeah, we were talking about that in the car on the way actually out of the movie as to yeah. whether there's a henchman's version of LinkedIn. Um, so, yeah, I think he was a bit disappointing. Um, I wasn't too happy with the Bionic eye thing. I think maybe because I'm a big six million dollar man bionic woman's thing that any time they said the word bionic it sort of momentarily threw me out of the movie because it got it made me think about a different franchise um I think it you know if they'd have said something like a you know an intelligent prosthetic or something i know it was like a verbal shorthand for the audience, but personally it just it just threw me out of the I, I like the idea I just didn't like the use of the word bionic eye um but that's just me being picky um <laughs> There was something else I wanted to talk about that I didn't like, but it obviously is not that horrible because I can't think what it is at the moment. So uh,
1: Was it about oh, Safin?
0: No, I was, it was not so oh. much. Yeah, let's talk about Safin. I mean, did he work for you as a villain?
1: Yeah, I, I, I quite liked... He was kind of very calm and lizardy, which can be more scary than being angry and yelly at times. And I liked that he felt his plan made complete sense, but we never really learned or appreciated exactly what his plan was after eliminating Spectre I know it was he was selling it and making money but why why was he doing that with it that was the bit I didn't quite they never really got to why he was doing what he was doing once he finished Spectre and taken over
0: right that's true yeah Yeah, I think he was... I think the whole Garden of Death thing was a bit underutilised as well, particularly when you compare it to how it is used in the book it comes from, which is Live and Let Die. Um, I think it was underused and underplayed. Yeah. Um, I thought he was a really good villain. I like... I know a few people say it was was too low-key. I like the low-key villains. I find, like Jill, the the quiet ones, the scarier ones. I thought that was good. Yeah, I actually remembered what I was going to talk about, and it was around Safin. One, One thing is, I think they should have used him used him, or at least the idea of him more earlier on, because when they were talking about Spectre, you know, if he's been out there for the last 10, 15 years, killing off agents of Spectre, which I assume he has, then it would have, I think it would have been cool for MI6 to start realizing that they basically had a hidden ally out there who was dismantling Spectre yeah. from, from, um, and helping them dismantle Spectre. And is this somebody we should be courting and teaming up with? Or are they a menace? And it sort of jumps straight to the menace thing. The other thing with Safin, I couldn't figure out the math of the ages with him and Madeline Swan, because at the beginning, when Madeline Swan was like 10 years old, which she actually says in Spectre that she's 10 years old when that happens, Safin was clearly a grown man yeah. at that point. Yes,
1: he was. Yeah, and then I we, couldn't work that out Then either. we jumped
0: forward to the meeting, and it doesn't look like Safin's aged a day, even though she's now... I assume in her mid to late 20s yeah. if not early 30s so yeah that didn't didn't really work for me um, I think I think they would have been better actually not showing his face in the original one you know, in, in the pre-credit sequence or having somebody with a younger body but more fluid body movements playing so he looked a lot younger moved a lot younger um, I don't know but the, the math just threw, uh, of the age differences just threw me slightly so okay um, and Alan's lost his notes okay
1: no i i would i would agree on that one i i got a bit lost going around that and also the fact that you know you you go five years later yet bond still recognizes all the specter people and i've never felt that anybody at the top of like being the specter agents has that kind of life where they're all gonna still be there especially as they've been being killed off
0: right yeah yeah
1: that part
0: um, and maybe it was that Safin just waited until they were all in one place and did it all at once. But that didn't, again, to me, doesn't fit his M.O. I think and, he, w- he and would and have been doing it. And it seemed to have it.
1: been mentioned earlier that he'd been slowly getting rid of them. Yeah,
0: I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: Correct us if you know the right answer.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the family. Um, for me, one of the fa- my favourite lines is the line that you actually, I didn't actually hear the first time around and you pointed it out to me and I heard it the second time, which is when Daniel Craig actually says family under his breath. Oh, one yeah. When he's introducing um, Madeline and... Mathilde. Mathilde, thank you. I keep forgetting her name. To, to, to know me at the end and he, he says, this is my, and drops his voice and says family in a very yeah. st- quiet voice. Um, did you like the, the whole f- family idea?
1: Yeah, I did actually. I was surprised I didn't and I did miss that part where she held her stomach when he put her on the train yeah i, I missed, missed that. that
0: i missed that until i heard other people talking about yeah, that, he, it
1: oh yeah so but no I, I i quite liked that i liked the fact that he was i don't know if it was part of the fact that because it was we knew it was going to be his final movie but he had he really had something to fight for this time and and he, the little girl that played Mathilde was excellent
0: yes she was she was very very good um and i yeah for me it, again it was all part of that humanising I think that made it a really good movie if not necessarily a Bond movie but again if you think this you know they they based a lot of this on uh, live and let die and at the end of live and let die yeah he doesn't die but he gets blown off the, the, the cliff face and he's amnesiac and you know he and Kissy Suzuki have a kid, so it sort of fits yeah, fits yeah. in, even if he doesn't know he's a father. Um in this one obviously he did. Um, and and uh, yeah, for you know, for me it's just when he picked up the abandoned toy and stuck it in his belt, it was like, okay, I know where this is going. And yeah. that's you know, that's when the theatre started to get really dusty. <laughs> um so, you know, that that was I, I thought worked really well in the context of this bond. I don't think it would work well in the context of the previous bond as he was portrayed by the different actors no me either you know even with the the George Lazenby one I don't think it would have worked but with this one I think it with Daniel Craig's I think it worked
1: I think it did it Uh, kind of fit the story arc yeah it gave him belonging
0: it did yeah And, and the sacrifice so let's talk about the sacrifice at the end um are you all right with James Bond dying
1: in in the instance of the of the movie it followed beautifully it made sense James Bond himself dying is a bit of a tricky one. I'm still trying to get my head around that one. But in the sense of this movie and the story arc, it really made sense as to why. And, and to be honest, I'm not really sure that he could have got out anyway. He was badly injured.
0: Right. I mean, you could have done like in the book, he gets blown off the cliff and he's amnesia. Yeah. And blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, there was a way out. But I, th- I thought it was a very, um, to, to use a comic book expression, brave and bold mm-hmm. um, ex- um i thought it was a very brave and bold movie i thought it was i I know it's been done in other things um you know i think my reaction to the end of this one was almost the same as the reaction to the end of avengers infinity war was like whoa okay that was brave that they did they went there and did that Yeah,
1: they went there and did that yeah
0: um so yeah i I think it worked the other deaths um you know felix's death sort of um was, was very poignant i thought um I, I thought that was really well played, the relationship between the between the two and you know, the, the death of his only real friend I thought was was really well done.
1: I, I do and I also like the humour in that about the shrimp boat in Milwaukee was yeah was, was very funny. But I also like the fact that it, they didn't go maudlin with it. They didn't have like a suddenly a the suspended time and a sinking ship. Right. Where they could be all pally-pally and remember things. Yeah. It was done, escape dusted
0: and they treated him with a lot more respect than they did with Mathis in yes one of the yes so yeah yes yeah. definitely yes okay all right i think we could waffle on for a little bit more but oh, uh, for ages
1: i think <laughs> from this yeah
0: um and i'm sure there will be follow-up podcasts i know van and i need to do our usual in-depth review and we've had a few talks about doing a, a couple of at least a couple of round table ones with various folks so um let's let, let's wrap this up um I already mentioned that we've seen it twice. Is this something that you'd recommend to folks t- to go see?
1: Yes, definitely. And whether you're a Bond fan, whether you're not a Bond fan, it's it's a good, solid movie. It might offend a lot of Bond purists, which is fine, because everybody's allowed to be offended. I personally hate Skyfall. A lot of people love it. We can all have different opinions and get on. Um, but yeah, go see it. Make your own opinion. You know, make your own mind up, whether you like it or not. Um, is it? Yeah. yeah
0: okay um yeah for me um i would say my only caveat is i've seen a couple of posts of people taking their kids their sons or whatever who are at that age to introduce them to bond who taking them to see this as their first bond movie i think if this is your first bond movie you'd be completely confused as to who this character is and what he's doing having said that um
1: especially with the fact that it follows on from specter right yeah so there's a lot that won't make sense
0: yeah so um but for the general audience, I think it works well. We, I think it's fair to say the second showing, the four ladies behind us were not deep Bond fans, and it was great <laughs> listening to all the oohs, ahs, and sobs coming from them. They they were totally invested in the movie. Um, if you're a Bond fan, there are so many references in there. Deep dives into the other movies, deep dives into uh, Fleming, and of course the old the the, uh, on a Majesty Secret Service callbacks, and the score is brilliant. Um, so yeah, I, if you're a Bond fan, go see it. Go see it with an open mind. Um, look at it as how it fits with Daniel Craig's tenure and Daniel Craig's Bond, not the other Bonds, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, just yeah, come at it with an open mind um, and see it. I'd say it, see it at least twice. I, I know at least one of our friends is going to see it for the eighth time tonight as we're recording that this. I think that's taking it a little too far, eight times in less than a week. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it again because yeah. I know there's things I missed. Yeah,
0: I think we'll probably definitely be seeing it again before we get it on home video and then we'll probably watch it a lot of course because we'll be writing up entries for the James Bond lexicon
1: um,
0: but other than that uh, yeah go, go see it enjoy it go with an open mind um, make your, your own mind up and uh, I think this is just a great movie for Daniel Craig to, to buy out of the role
1: yeah me too me too
0: alright that's it from us for now um, I'm sure we will be back with Van and other folks from the, the network to talk about the movie in more detail in the coming days and weeks thanks for listening